<laughs> Welcome to On the Couch Podcast, where you will be on the couch with a few sisters in therapy. I am Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. What's up, y'all? I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life with a special emphasis on mental health. This podcast is not meant to serve as a substitute for therapy, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay. Now, now let's get on the couch. Hey everybody, today on the couch we're going to be talking about millennial shit. So we are all millennials sitting here on the couch. <laughs> so yeah, I was born in 1990. Takesha, 1990? 91 for me. Yes, so we're all millennials, and so basically, formerly known as Generation Y, and that's from anybody born from 1981 to 1996, you are considered a millennial. Mm-hmm. And Brittany, you were saying? Oh, yeah, I struggled with the term, at least before, I used to be like, I'm not no millennial because of the negative connotation that was tied to it, but now that I fully understand what it is now at this point, I accept the term. I've always accepted the term because I'm always with the shit. <laughs> um, always with the shit. When somebody got something bad to say about millennials, I'm like, yep. <laughs> so is, but no. So basically, millennials have been known to delay and forego marriage, which means we are not starting families as early as generations before us. We're focused on our careers, our jobs, and women are the millennial women are the most educated group. Black women specifically mm. are one of the most educated group. Mm-hmm. Um millennial women have more bachelor degrees than millennial men. That's unheard of because generations before men were the ones going to college, not women. Yeah. So that's very interesting. So we're seeing a shift. It, it's been a shift. Yeah. Um it started with generation um X. Okay. Women getting out of homes and going to work. Mm-hmm. Going to work more. Um, but I think we get a bad rep just because of we don't really like to take a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. We still respectful, I feel like, as, gener- um, as Generation Y, a.k.a. Millennials. Yeah. I mean, similar to what you said before, like, we have more of a balance than the generation after us, in a sense. But they're still like, mm, I'm not tolerating that no more. Generation like that- Z? You said we have more balance than the generation after us. Yes. Generation Z. Yes. Right. Ooh, I like it's confusing me. I know. But I, I like Generation Z. I do too. I really do. It's just that they I think I think all the generations are seeing the generation before and it's like, mm, I don't want to do it that way. You're right. You're right. So there we have all there's a platform set in place. We just shifted a little bit. I would have to agree. Generation Z, which is a generation that my sister is a part of, and then Generation X is a generation which my mom is a part of. So Generation Y, which is the millennials, we kind of get caught in between the two. Mm-hmm. And I understand both sides. I understand my sister like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And I understand my mom like, you're going to do what I say. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I did what I had to do because you knocked my head off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. These kids today, you try that. And they're going to sue you. Yeah. <laughs> I will take you to court and I have no problem. I will see you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> but me and Takesha were talking and we were like, Generation Z, you know, we're glad that they speak up for themselves. They know their rights, but they sometimes take their rights a little too far. And then they sometimes don't have respect mm-hmm. for their parents or their other family members or just authority in general. Yeah. As if life itself were, like gives them shit that they're just entitled to. Mm. You know, like the overly entitled. You are reti- entitled to respect <laughs> and you are entitled yeah. to, you know, fair equal treatment. You are just not entitled to like treat people like shit just yeah. because you feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but don't get it twisted. Generation Z, I, I fucks with y'all. I think, I think it's important and I think we all may have done it at some point like 
somebody has done it before. Right. right. Somebody has said no. Somebody has complied. Like, you didn't come out here just creating your own shit, pretty much. They pretty much did, though. In what way? In, what, in the way that they just, to me, they just don't put up with... I would say... I'm saying that's... Toxic parenting. Right. We put up with toxic parenting. Generation Z don't really like to put up with toxic parenting. And you know what? My supervisor mentioned that. She was saying like... Well, I don't work with kids. But she was saying like some of the kids, she's noticed a trend in kids um, saying what they're experiencing is abuse. Yes. And she's had to analyze like, hmm, is it? It is. Or are are they being told no in some regard? my problem yeah. right there is that that's where the boundaries or the line cross between yeah. us and them is that okay now you taking your rights too damn far and you think you just don't right, have to fucking right. listen or you right. don't have to follow rules or you yeah. don't have to be a kid that's not abuse like yeah. clean your room is clean your room <laughs> right. that's not abuse yeah, yeah. so but okay so back to millennials because this is millennial shit so basically millennials get the negative connotation because like i said we we take an active interest in starting families. We just also take an active interest in stuff that's interesting to us other than mm-hmm. starting families. And so we get a bad rap for that. And they were saying that millennials stay at home longer with their parents. But I'm like, that research study probably is not based off black millennials. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like as a black millennial, one of my classmates from high school told me that we've always felt like we had something to prove. Mm-hmm. Most of the times where I come from, the black millennial, we are the first generation of college grads and our families um mm-hmm. that may not be the case for all black millennials i'm just speaking from my experience and so when you are the first generation or anything that's like a lonely journey and mm-hmm. so you feel like you got something to prove and so, i'm like that may be true does that add a lot of pressure it don't really add a lot of pressure but now it's like what exactly am i trying to prove mm-hmm. so me and her just having a conversation about it and i'm like i don't know because we are we set out to get college degrees, yeah. millennials. That's what we did. And I think I was reading that millennials add a level of racial and ethnic diversity to the work world that mm. was not here before. Mm-hmm. More women are stepping out, blazing their own trails, and doing things than before. Yeah. And that's so very even interesting. With, you, with that first generation experience, like you're literally figuring it out with no previous guidance no. in regards to that. At her winging it. Yeah. Yes. And even though millennial women are some of the most educated, millennials are some of the most educated groups in general, the women are the most educated group of women mm-hmm. than previous generations. Mm-hmm. However, it was saying that the financial well-being of millennials is very complicated. Yeah. Very complicated. Let's talk about it. But that's because black millennials, which is us, take on more student loan debt and have a hard time finding a job post-graduation than white millennials mm. the average income for a black millennial is like thirty-seven thousand. for an average white millennial household is 60 something thousand oh my god it's very interesting oh. so therefore student loan debt is a product of racial discrimination or systemic oppression yeah mm-hmm. but we did this because we thought this is what we need to do to make our lives better mm-hmm. but that was also mm, what's the word i'm looking for even with civil rights leaders, like we, they were gone whole on like if you get education, that's how you make it. Like make that's what though, respect. It was as simple as that for them. And, and so, so in a way, we have complied. I don't know. Comply if, if, is the word. Yeah, there's some sense of compliance in regards to education is tied to a job. Now it's like <laughs> people making money off of being a social media influencer. Exactly, it's different now. It's, it, it has. I think it's always been different. The thing is. 
we didn't know for me as a first generation college graduate looking back on my childhood i didn't know what else to do other than go to college yeah. what else was i supposed to do yeah because that was removing yourself from that environment too also it was either that or like working at the local chicken plant or something yeah. the fuck else am i supposed to do yeah now just the reality yeah right and so I don't have any regrets about going to college, but it, fa- it it made me be real with myself and the younger people in my family yeah. by telling them, getting a college degree ain't going to make you rich. Yeah, It's not what I'm telling you to do. Getting a job also ain't going to make you rich. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to find a balance. And I think as millennials, we, we did feel like we had something to prove. We had something to prove. Yeah. I don't know for me if it was so much as something to prove versus knowing that you want something to be a little bit different right um so like you said just not really knowing that for sure i don't want to spend the rest of my life in kind of one of these other maybe local jobs or jobs that maybe don't require a degree so the degree if nothing else is more of just another avenue or path to take Mm -hmm. to get to maybe the dream job you want right where we have to still worry about that financial obligation whereas other people maybe don't have to worry about that because they have family or they have influence or they have you Mm -hmm. know the benefit to get the get to those different avenues without taking out as much debt as we have to right we either have to choose kind of like get all this debt or kind of settle for this exact same life Mm. but i would i mean so and so with the student loan debt there 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 comes barriers yeah owning a home and then just financial um security in general if you got to pay a high um monthly payment for your student loan debt and that's why and that's what that's what they saying is keeping black millennials from like having not financial freedom but like financial comfort yeah financial comfort and i thought that was very interesting because it said black americans are five times less likely than white americans to have an inheritance mm. and so they said millennials are in a horrible place financially but black millennials are in an even more horrible place. So yeah, we are the black millennials. Continual gap. Right. I right. think the problem is we were. I think the problem is we were trying to reach the American dream. Yeah. But it really don't exist. Yeah. Even some white people don't get it. Yeah. Nobody gets it. <laughs> it don't. It don't really. It doesn't apply to because like what is it? Because even people who come to this country to fulfill whatever that is, sure we're the land of the free. People but, come to this country and start businesses, though. Yeah, they do. We live in this country and yeah. we go after jobs. I think so. I read that yeah. somewhere the other day and I thought that was very interesting. It is. It is. And, and that's where the assimilation comes in. It's like, but there's there's this, um, there's no sense of, like, acknowledging, I keep using that word, but there's no sense of acknowledging, like, you were able to do that because of the sacrifice of other people. Right. You know? When I think about student loan debt, I'm appreciative of people, like, AOC, mm-hmm. who is um, a millennial, yeah. and she's in the American government, but she's one of those people who I feel like is going to fight for student loan forgiveness as be. long as she's able to fight for it. Because yeah. if we don't have student loan forgiveness, yeah, it's going to continue to keep black millennials behind. Yeah, Which is the purpose of it. Yeah. Right. If we're being honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's if true. we go back to the root of it all, these are all just systems of oppression. They are put into place for this very particular reason there are roadblocks throughout our lives in different levels all serving that same purpose which is to keep this community of people below poverty or in debt or not owning homes not owning homes not owning property really all of these things that would make us 
um, more permanent in our society or yes. advance ourselves or our community. Having something to pass down to our children. Yes. Any of those instances across the board, there are barriers in place to make sure that very few of us reach those milestones. And that's why in that's all political. It's very political. That's why you can't say you don't do politics because the oppression and the systemic racism is so embedded in this system that it's scary. It's everywhere. It yes. is literally everywhere. It is so scary that you might not even realize that you have totally complied with this oppression. My client told me this at the beginning of the quarantine that as black people, we have contributed to yes. our own oppression yes. in this country. And I said, you are 100% yes. right. Because sometimes I don't that's it. all we, we know. That is all we know. And it's like, well, God damn it. Ain't nothing. I, I hit roadblock after roadblock. After roadblock. It's not set up for me to win. The system is not broken. It is doing exactly what it's set mm-hmm. out to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Block us from doing shit. Period. Right. But, hope, but at the same time. I'm saying that millennials tried to yes. climb out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Only for that to be another barrier. Right. Only for the ladder to stop moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, that's very, it's just very interesting. So when yeah. my sister and my cousins that come Generation Z tell me, oh, I'm not about to go do that. I'm not about to go take out all the loans. I get it. Yeah. But I'm also interested in what you're going to do next. Right. Right. Now, I, I, I totally get it. And I, I know for me, if whenever I do have kids, like I am hoping that I can have something set aside to help them with that. I would not want my kids to be in as much debt as I'm in at this point in my life. I really would not want to do that. That's what make you. That's what that's millennial. Right. Something you just said. Millennial parenting. Seeing you. You seeing beyond like yeah. the current circumstance. I think that's kind of what make us unique as millennials. Yeah. And and unfortunately, it's. The generation before, they didn't necessarily do anything wrong. They ain't know no better. Exactly. They exactly. it was hidden from them. It's 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 even <laughs> it's from us. Yes. Though it's yes. hiding in plain sight. Yeah. But no one is telling us about. It. No one is educating us about it. That's why I feel like the more we learn and the more we experience, the more we, the more the systems become clearer. Yes. And so it, it's hard to work around these things if we don't know that these things are here. No yeah. one's telling us about them. Yeah. Right. And then even when they know that. We know that they're there. We can try to save money for our kids and we can try to mm-hmm. teach them the way. But the fact still remains that the systems are still the systems. Right. They are and the it's, systems. Still, it's still going to be difficult for us no matter how yeah. much we know or how much we try to prepare and navigate around it because yeah. it's just hard to be the system that's set up for you to fail. Yep. In regards to finances, the reality is in regards to black students and white students, black students have more student loan debt than white students. Period. Mm-hmm. Now, in regards to finances, I would like to say there are people who are s- set out to empower black people about their own financial freedom. Mm-hmm. So in regards to finances, Instagram is a good place to educate yourself. That's why I started educating myself in general. So, um, But other things that make millennials great, which is my favorite, is us not taking people shit. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> not we, at all. We, we, we are very respectful, I think, but as a millennial woman... Takeisha, we were talking about some things that we're not likely to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tolerate hate speech. Yeah. Of anybody. Nope. Laugh I, at jokes that's not funny when in regards to making fun of other people. Mm-hmm. Being homophobic. Um, and not letting, make, not letting people make you feel bad for not being a mother and a wife by age 30. Yeah. Or 28 Oof. or whatever. That's probably one of the biggest things I hear millennials talk about. You get shamed sometimes. Mm-hmm. You you don't really need any time work off work. You can't really be stressed. You can't really have too much on your plate. If if you're not a mother, if you're not a wife, what 
what is there to be stressed about? Yeah. And there are plenty of <laughs> there are plenty of women who are millennials who have a husband and have children. But there are also plenty of us who don't. Yeah. And, and some women who don't want to, and that, that is okay. Is exactly. Right there, that is okay. Yeah, I like that part. Um another thing about millennial millennials that we do is like we take an active interest in like nurturing our our well-being mm-hmm. and we care about ourselves and our mental health and we care about healthy boundaries and we speak this shit back to our families and they be like uh-uh mm-hmm. they don't want to hear that no mm-hmm. because yeah. who do you think you are coming to this house <laughs> trying to be healthy telling me how i'm gonna talk to you <laughs> right <laughs> that has been one of the things the that you mean? <laughs> right probably more so for my dad than my mom mm-hmm but I know she'll be a little, like, adverse. But I'm like, it's not going to work if you feel like it's just going to be your way and no other way. It's right. just not going to work for me. Or just simple shit. Just, like, it's just not going to work for me. It's just not. <laughs> if, if you want me to be, in your words, respectful, you got to also understand... You're not gonna just talk to me any type of way. Not I'm not just be gonna do. I'm not gonna do it because you're my mom or you're my dad. It's just not gonna work that way. Nope. And on the on the flip That's not side, how it should work. No. And on the flip side, mother, I am encouraging you to take care of yourself because for however many years you have put others before you. Exactly. I That's would like it you to right take care there. Of Millennial women are not okay. We're taking a seat to their own peace, like yeah. putting everything else before their nah. peace. We're not okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like my mom was pretty different, though, in regards to that. Because she, maybe just because she's just, like, a naturally open person. Mm-hmm. When I come to her with something, she, like, her last comment is usually, like, well, in the end, I know that you're going to do what you want to do anyway. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't too. know if I had kind of maybe set that boundary even before I knew mm-hmm. I was setting that boundary. Or if I had always kind of made, from a young age, oh, if I can take care of myself, then you kind of are able yeah. to contribute less to yeah. what the fuck you tell me to do. Um, but no, she's super... And, and I respect her for that because she trusts me to take care of myself. And mm-hmm. if I can take care of myself, then she knows that there is a boundary in place that mm-hmm. she can give me input, but that doesn't necessarily dictate what I do or don't do. Right. We just, I feel like we just kind of blaze in different trails than our mothers. When they were our age, they were raising children. Oh, mm. we... Oh, by the age of 19, baby. Oh, you know, they were raising children or, you Hell know, yeah. some, not raising children. Yeah, raising yeah, children. Yeah, they were. But at our age. Yeah, Girl, they were raising children. I had a whole four by now. <laughs> Mine were a little, little older. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ma. But you were. That's okay. It's not even that I don't want to. The opportunity just really hasn't presented itself. And I have just been focused on other things, which I don't think is unnormal. It's just right. who I am as a woman is what I've been focused on. Right. I mean, it, it takes a level of, I mean, I don't want to struggle raising kids. Yeah. I don't want it's, to. And, and and that's not even just financially, mentally. Like that I'm not requires, ready for the mental exhaustion That requires a different level of dedication to your kid. And and then let's say let's just say you weren't necessarily prepared. You got to be open to change. Mm-hmm. That's just facts. Like you can't be the same person before you appear when you are now. I think that's what mm-hmm. make people be like telling me, "Oh, you something wrong with you." It's because coming from where I'm from, you go home for the holidays. The question is when you gonna have one. Mm-hmm. Um, when you gonna have one? Where your man at, etc. And so when you come back with, "Oh, I want to be prepared before I take that." responsibility on they like oh you crazy mm-hmm. so it's just very interesting how we're, crazy we're for thinking quite crazy for thinking and i'm millennial as fuck because i'm like you know what i need to problem solve mm-hmm. yeah i can't do that right now mm-hmm. <laughs> so i would be like uh i want to 
I want to have a, a husband and I want to have a job and I want to be comfortable or whatever before I decide to be a parent. I don't want to wing it. Right. Parenting, I may wing, but like, as far as like being bombarded by it, I'm, I don't, I'm not yeah, ready. They, those are, those are aspects of your life that you have control over. Right. I, I think it's different because we are actively choosing when we want to step into that life right. and it. not letting anyone else like choose or determine that yeah. at this age in your life, this is what you should be doing. This is the path you should be taking. Yeah. No, you call selfish for that though. I've heard it in the workplace multiple times, oh, even from other millennial women. Mm-hmm. We like we're not nurturing or something. Um, I'm very nurturing. Yeah, I do hear that from people. Like yeah. maybe I'm not nurturing. I never said I don't want a family. I just said not right now. Also, that, it doesn't matter. Like I, I don't, I don't really like that nor appreciate the fact that one we have to be seen as nurturing. One just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I have to be nurturing. <laughs> well, Two yeah. just because I don't want children doesn't mean I can't be nurturing. Right. Not all women are out here designed to be a mother and a wife either. And that's fine. That doesn't make them any less feminine. That doesn't make them any less nurturing. That's just not the path they want to take. Stop shaming people for living the life that they want to live. Like, they get the autonomy to make that decision. Yeah. If that doesn't work for them, it doesn't work for them. Why y'all want people to have babies who don't want to fucking have babies? Y'all would be complaining about it if they fucking wasn't ready for the baby. Right. Right. And then you abusing the baby because you don't want the baby. Like, no. Let <laughs> and me then y'all can talk shit about the woman because she tired. And right. She's like, come on. Pick one. Also, Please. why everybody concerned about what a woman... <laughs> Even women. Yeah, women are mostly from women. Why y'all it concerned is. about the trajectory that another woman takes in her life? Right. Yep. You so concerned as if it means something about her as a woman or as an individual. I, as a millennial woman, find that women from generations before me tend to be jealous of me. That's just my personal experience. I think it's mostly because um, it, it, when they were my age, they weren't in the position that I was in. But that's because of two freedom. things. Not, not just because of freedom career-wise or anything, but that's because, one, I didn't spend my 20s raising kids and being a wife. I spent my 20s going to school. And then another thing is I'm kind of to a place now where I like do what sits well with my soul. As much as I can. And mm-hmm. if I don't agree with it, I state it. Mm-hmm. And so they are not comfortable with people who have morals and integrity and nothing about you changes in order for you to get ahead. Mm-hmm. I had to be fake. I had to do this. I had to like do things that I wasn't comfortable with just so I can get in this position. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. What Basically me being true to myself offends other people. Yeah. That's I, I, I'm following. They're upset. They're yeah. upset. That's my experience. They are upset because I am true to myself. I stick to my core values. Because yeah. you are bold enough to speak up and speak out about things that they have not found the courage or comfortability. Mm-hmm. To yes, yeah. that's exactly it. In my experience, that has been my experience. Yeah. I'm like, this is very interesting. So when I find myself in a room full of women and we're all talking and just some of the side remarks that they are making, they don't even realize that it is offensive um, because I'm not a mother or as if that makes me less of a woman or because mm-hmm. I'm not a wife, it makes me less of a woman or I don't have that much responsibility or I must have a lot of money because I don't got no kids to take care of. And they, they, t- they say all these things and they brag about how hard their life is to Thank be honest. You. And then they as if it's a badge. Yeah. Right. And then they wonder why I don't want to step into the life Because yet. <laughs> since every time we walk into work, you telling me why you late? <laughs> because little Jacob didn't want to get out of bed. Come on, little Jacob. So I'm just like, I find it interesting that they criticize millennials so much, but really, I think they just envy millennials. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine 
knowing that you wanted that sense of freedom but you couldn't have it i, I find it odd that people and that women put that meaning on their struggle though yeah. like i have made it i am a real woman yeah. i am a real mother if i am struggling and i have all these kids and i have all these bills like i've made yeah. it but what did you make it to yeah what is your prize i'm trying to understand yeah. their prize is they fucking sanity gone do they have it exactly. <laughs> right sanity just gone and this is nothing against women i applaud i I have millennial friends who are my age who are wives and mothers and some of them do a really great job at balancing it all yeah. i like that yeah self-care it's nothing wrong with being a wife and a mother no. but when you're doing it at the expense of your mental health yeah i can't fuck with that no and i, I mean it's as simple as if I'm working on myself or even right now, that's why I'm trying to be so intentional with being the healthiest version of myself. I feel like the relationships around me can manifest in that way. Like if I'm able to do that now, I'm hoping at some point, if God blesses me with that opportunity, I'm hoping that I could have a partner that will be just as into his balance mm-hmm. as I am that way as a team. It could be a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm I, not, but, I, but I'm historically, also, I feel like men have always had a better balance than women when it comes to these type of things when in, in a family. Women well, have been yeah, the ones who struggle with the balance. <laughs> For a really, really simple reason. Right. That is that the nurturing part that we talked about associated with women yeah. is seen to be the sole responsibility of the For woman. Them. Yeah. Which is not the case. You can't only have one nurturer in the home and you got four. Yeah. Nurturing yeah. is not... A characteristic of just women. Right. I would like for my husband to be nurturing. Right. Mm, but you sad, know what? Because even, even with... But even to my point, like, I don't want you to just be a provider and think that's it. No, like, we I both have Historically to speaking, per- right. that's usually how it goes in right. households. That the men no. is... I mean, they are, like, providers mm-hmm. and not really... That's it. Nurturing no. or yeah. exactly. And as millennial but women, they were taught there's no other way. But as millennial women, we are not okay with that misogyny and sexism in our homes. Which is maybe why it takes us a little bit longer to settle exactly. down. Exactly. And I think okay. that I think that is and it. And that is why I am sick and tired of this submission conversation coming up. Oh, we okay. is we gonna get into the submission, submission conversation, conversation as a millennial woman, talk about it. Woo. And I always go back to that same old video of Fantasia. Okay. I forgot what she said, but she was essentially saying black women don't have husbands because they won't submit. Yes, I think that's I don't even know said. if she said black women specifically. I think she said black she women. Have. I'm pretty sure. I think she said. But black my women. thing is like, where? What litter are we trying to pick from? <laughs> because <laughs> if if it's based off, Stop of, and over here itching and shit. <laughs> and this is not even a generalized deal but as far as like if you're saying what we see on social media is supposed to be this man i'm not attracted to it as candace owen said bring back manly men child she don't say but no you're right so in regards to submission what exactly is submission somebody that's me. what i was about to ask Brittany. what is submission let me ask Google. i know Hold it's on. like is it like christian gray in anastasia i mean because that's a different story right submitting that way <laughs> or is it like fixing your husband's food or your man's food and bringing it to him and cooking i think it might what be submission? a little bit of that or maybe even a little bit of more i mean the thing is, I feel like it's going to be different for different but couples. But they mean we're going to be submitting to each other. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm on. We, we exactly. all going to be submitting. But, see, but the thing about submission is, no matter what type of submission it is, there has to be a level of trust 
Yes. Security and security whenever you submit because I'm not fucking submitting to somebody that I don't feel comfortable with, right. that I don't trust, that I don't feel secure with, Just that I cannot be vulnerable with. Hell no, I don't give a fuck who it is. <laughs> they not get submission and for that, me. And, and, that's, and, and that's because I feel like at least from my understanding, submission, and that's similar to your point, like it, it's at whatever cost you cater to this man. Period. Period. It don't matter if he, he talks to you like shit and he want to have sex after See mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. submission at least like unlimited like unbound right. that that everything submission. goes to this person and including this person neglecting my needs that sounds like a slave well there you go i'm not i'm not I'm it not. is um in that sense but again i think some people are trying to change it because i know jenny was talking about it with her and jeezy and she was saying like i want to submit to my man she said i i trust him i'm comfortable with him I make all of these boss moves in my everyday life. Sometimes when I come home, I want to submit. I want to let him handle this shit because I trust him yeah. to handle that shit. But they act like women want to be super women. Thank you. I was just going to say. We don't like, want to be super women. <laughs> Listen, I want you to take care of me. Baby me. Shit. Spoil that's me. A, God damn it. <laughs> and, and, and that's, I think myself. that's the basis of it. Like, m- Let me know you can fucking show up. I can submit all damn things. What you want to go play? <laughs> God damn it, I will make the food. Okay. But in no this problem. day and time, that's not what's going on in the, in the, in the world. Just yeah. like Jenny said, I'm making boss moves every day. Right. He making boss moves every day. How the fuck I'm going to make boss moves every day and come home and do the chores? Thank you. Cook the food. Thank you. Do the lunch. I can't it's do not all realistic. that. And you want me to be happy in this marriage? And fuck. I mean, have sex. <laughs> I mean, or fuck. Whatever one happens to be on the menu. I the make love. Ha, I'm tired. But I am bad. tired. I can go to sleep. I got this baby on my titty. Boy. <laughs> see? No. See, but the thing is, if he want to be taking care of that, he going to be an active participant. Thank you. Not just in the household, but in the marriage, in the parenting. Then I feel like that would make me a little bit more. Right. But you know what? I, not, not only are women changing, I think there are some men, I've seen videos of mm-hmm. men also changing that narrative of that video that I sent you the other day. They're like, mm-hmm. how you gonna want, you You want a woman as a slave? She not gonna be a... Those were football players. Yeah. Ex-football players having a conversation. They made a good point. Like, bro, I learned so much from my wife. I gave yes. her all this. I love that. She lifted. I love that. But what's interesting, um, so millennial couples or millennial marriages made me think about the ball. <laughs> and his, oh, and his little clip, but it was a bad clip. I, I listened to the podcast. But, so based off that clip, he was asking, "How can you demand the man to be with uh, monogamous? Monogamous, and if you don't want to have sex, that's very interesting conversation because you've only tied monogamy to sex. But all right. But however, I think as millennials, we need to understand that women are tired and that their body changes when they give birth. Yes. You gotta Period. understand First that. First off, because you gotta know your fucking woman is not just a fucking physical vessel for you to you fucking penetrate whenever you feel like it. Right. Like she's a fucking human being. Right. With feelings and with emotions and right. with this, like, she feels a fucking way. Oh, yeah. right. And so I think as millennial women, we're able to verbalize that we feel this way because I was watching the show. What is the name of this show? Anyway, it's about American politics, but women in American politics. And in the particular show, the woman was exhausted and tired, and she kept telling her husband no for sex, and he just did it anyway. But she, it wasn't right. No, because she, she, she said yes, but she just laid there in exhaustion. Millennial women like, boy, if you don't get off me, <laughs> get the fuck yeah. back. Never, you ain't gonna yeah. masturbate. I don't know what to tell right. you. Right. I think, and so I think that's what makes us different, and that's why people say 
we are difficult as millennial women. I've heard that a few times. Yeah, because we speak up. <laughs> I don't like that. We. <laughs> I hate that word. It's triggering. <laughs> God damn it. I don't mind it. Yes. I don't mind it because I've been for me, difficult for forever. Me, for me, it lets me know that you fucking hear me <laughs> and you hear that you got to do some shit different. No, I get it. I do okay get it. it. I just hate. I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> no, just, I get just it. Just leave me alone. <laughs> it's so bothersome. But if you are, if you, if you are a millennial woman, because not all millennial women feel this way that yeah. we feel. I've talked to plenty of millennial women who think that maybe we oh, doing the you most. And Takesha, y'all be doing the most, or y'all be doing too much because who said that? I ain't gonna say who said that. <laughs> but I have had people tell us now y'all be doing the most. <laughs> she ain't never told me this y'all. This is no, like, this is news to me. I'm like yeah me and Tanisha pretty feminist as fuck. Like I'm like Because you're not gonna get away with just saying anything. But I'm also the type of woman to where I know who I am and the value I have as a woman. Yeah. So if I am dating you you gonna respect me and respect that I can be tired and you can be tired and that we both the humans out here getting it. Yeah. You ain't getting it any any more than me just because you're a man. That's not how it works. Right. If yeah. anything, I got it a little bit harder because I'm a black woman. Right. But you know what? I, I think yeah. too, similar to you know, millennial women, I do see men out here really trying to like make a difference, trying to change. Oh yeah, I this, do see that this toxicity because a lot of I've seen oh, a absolutely. lot of men like, bro, this not the wave no more. It ain't you the way. You need to get healthy. Like, ah, uh, what's his name? Kier. Oh my god, I, I love him. him. Yeah. And he he posted a video a few months ago. He was essentially saying like, I get all these messages from men saying like, bro, I can't wait to to get married and have these kids. And he's like, bro, you got to do some self work. Like, self work. We're talking about trauma that you may have experienced, unlearning certain behaviors. You can you can't just think you gonna plant a seed and not do no work people do think that loving marriages fall out the sky they do they do I, it's it work happens. it's a lot of work it's or as work. if it only takes one of them yeah it's mm-hmm. so much work and just because you're together and you bring a baby into this world that don't guarantee that kind of drives a wedge in between it does. the marital relationship it's, or whatever that's why extra I think work therapy because it's is important like we gotta figure this out together like but to, it, to the millennials who are out here doing the work i see y'all having Absolutely. healthy marriages i, I want it. us inspiring. to put more energy into having healthy marriages yes we need to get and back being to healthy it. in general like which comes from exactly being healthy individually yes and then coming together and really respecting each other yes. as full full functioning like human beings yes. i feel like sometimes we want to take bits and pieces of other humans and like only attend to one piece like i'm gonna attend to the physical piece of this or yeah. i'm gonna just touch the emotional piece of this no we're all full yeah function. you if we all have all those sides yeah we both you can't just pick and partners. choose yeah no which ones you want to attend to yeah you need all of me <laughs> people <laughs> bits yes pieces. all of you but you got to be willing to show them all of you and Absolutely. share all of you with people without without like no, i'm just kidding <laughs> without like fear that it's gonna scare them all right I think that's one thing where I keep what keeps people from opening up. Um, due to experience. Due to experience. But that's a matter of because I've struggled with vulnerability, but it's also like I had to analyze with this person, with me being vulnerable, has it backfired? If I can answer that that question honestly and say no, then I can gradually work through that vulnerability. The thing I've been saying most for most people when it comes to this, because this is super valid, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, past experiences, it happens. This is why we hide pieces of ourselves. But what I got from Bell Hooks was that, not her, just her. It's another person I follow on social media. Maybe we'll tag her because mm-hmm. I can't think of her name right now. But she really just emphasizes that 
if you are checking in with yourself and you are just expressing your wants, your needs, or some one of these parts of your body, um, mind or soul, that if these people around you are loving people and if they are safe people, mm. then it won't cause conflict. If yep. anything, you won't find solutions. Yep. The fear should never be that if I bring up this true peace for me, this person is going to leave. If that person leaves, then maybe that's just not a safe person. And right. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is And okay. challenging those thoughts that we may have, you know, like, well, I ain't going to do it because I'm already expecting some BS to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, because a lot of people, leave. and I've had this, like, just waiting for the shoe to drop. What, what you doing over there? Like, when when you going to, you I think, know? I think we're afraid to... I think we're afraid to lose people that maybe we don't need in our life anyway. Yeah. Like, if it's yeah. really not that safe, what does it matter if we lose them? Right. What does it matter if you got to keep this really big piece of you in? But yeah. that, but that's what I'm saying. And that's just not even with dating. That's with anything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Jobs, too. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Millennials get a bad rep for walking away from things that don't serve them. Yeah. I, you remember when you, when you quit your job? They was like, uh, millennials. When you went to that residency, mm-hmm. I was reading that millennials really will, like, Walk away from things that don't mean that don't make them happy. That's fucking yeah. really. I, I you got to for it. what reason? Life is too short. Right. We could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. We want to spend today living in places where in relationships and job. I know sometimes we have to do some things. I get that. I'm not saying drop everything, drop yeah. every job. But when it gets to a point, and if you can walk away from it, and it's safe to walk away from it, and it's not gonna mess up your life or your livelihood, then walk away. Like life is too short to be in places that literally bring nothing to you yeah i have it's interesting i have um a couple of clients totally two totally different generations and just listening to the struggle of balancing her life and her child's life i said we got to find a middle ground here because you've admitted to neglecting yourself for so many years we got to figure out a way for you to give some that responsibility over to your kid as far as like doing chores doing Mm -hmm. her homework things like that so that made me think about like man i'm millennial Mm -hmm. helping somebody who was the generation before me Mm -hmm. and she's receptive to it Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. she's done the homework she's seen i was like you gotta stop and smell the roses sometimes Mm -hmm. you can't just go 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 and give 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 you have nothing for yourself and you're not happy but some women think that that's how that's what it means they to be a woman. Success. Yeah, but no, not oh, even that. Glennon they think that's what it that means too. to be a woman. Yeah, Glennon talked about that in her book, Untamed. She just talked about how kind of people get this memo about what it means to be a mother, and somehow the mothers who give the most or are in like the worst shape mentally because you because you surrendered yourself so much to be a good mother that mm. somehow. That's how you know you've made it. Mm. And there, there is nothing wrong with, like, giving, you know, some giving of some yeah. of yourself to your children. Not all of yourself. But I, I just wish women knew that you don't have to, like, kill yourself to yeah. do so. No. God, that breaks my heart. It does. Because that's makes, not what your kids need. Right. I don't want my daughter to see me slaving and just stressed out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because that's another... Because then we send that message to her that this, I was just this is how that. you know that yep. you're a good mother. Yep. Is that you abandon yourself in the pursuit of yep. making your kids happy. Yep. And your even though you Even though you're really an absent absent mind in yep. this body. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we kind of hit on the financing complications that sometimes millennials face. And then millennial dating and submissiveness. And then motherhood. As, as a millennial um, in this session. So you guys let us know what you think about this session. But I guess my my wrap up would be keep unlearning 
and that's relearning. It. That's it. Mm-hmm. Keep on learning and relearning. things. And find more balance. Absolutely. We don't get a badge of honor just because we drain ourselves mentally. Nope. That's not what it means to be a mother or a wife. So find balance. Yeah.